¿Cuántos vienen con una expectativa de recibir una palabra How de parte de Dios? How many of you are here with an to expecting to receive from the Holy Ghost? Porque creo que cuando venimos a la casa venimos con una expectativa, ¿verdad? Es así, no nomás no venimos a reunir, sino venimos con una expectativa. Yeah, we don't only just come to socialize and say hello, but we come to expect something pouring from up heaven. Amen. Le doy las muchas gracias a mi hermano Israel que me va a ayudar a traducir en esta tarde. And thank you for my nerve to believing in me. Amen. Aleluya. ¿Por qué no nos ponemos de pie un momentito? ¿Por qué no oramos así? Please stand on your feet. We're going to pray together. We're going to have a time intimate with the Lord. Sensible, nuestro espíritu sensible. We want to be sensitive to the Spirit, sensitive to the Word of God tonight. Así es, Padre, te damos gracias, Dios, por esta tarde, por esta oportunidad, Señor. Lord, we give you thanks for this opportunity and for this evening to be here, Lord. Sabemos de que tú nos vas a hablar. We know that we're going to receive from you, Lord. Y sabemos que la palabra que va a ser impartida, Padre, caerá en tierra fértil, Señor. Lord, and we trust that the word will be on the ground, fertile ground, Lord. Señor, en esta noche venguamos nosotros para que tú crezcas, Padre. Lord, we move aside and we just want your presence, Lord, in our lives so we can grow. Para que tú puedas llevar a cabo lo que tú tienes planeado para cada uno de los que vienen en este lugar, Señor Jesús. So whatever it is that you have planned for us will take place tonight. En el nombre del Señor Jesús, en el Padre, el Hijo y el Espíritu Santo. Amén. Amén. Tome su asiento un momentito. Aleluya. So vamos a empezar así rápido. La verdad no los quiero distraer bastante, pero tengo una palabra de parte de Dios cuando se me fue... Dicho que compartiera. Yeah, I want to just dive into the word of God. I got a powerful message for us tonight. Yo le dije, Señor, necesito una palabra porque no quiero soy yo el que hable. Lord, I want that powerful word from you. I don't want to give my opinion or my saying. I want your word. Y así fue. Estuve orando, pidiéndole al Señor. And that's how it is. I've been praying and I've been asking God to just give me a word tonight. Y mientras leía las escrituras, él me iba guiando sobre un, una cierta del Señor Jesús. And if I was uh, reading the scripture, he took me to a specific place in the Bible. Y si tiene su Biblia con ustedes, podemos encontrarla. And if you have your physical Bible or your phone app, go ahead and open so you can read along. La escritura se encuentra en Mateo 13. It's in the book of Matthew, chapter 13. Y lo podemos empezar a leer de Mateo 13, del 1 al 9. We're going to read from uh, 13, 1 to 2. 1-11. Absolutely. The word of God says, Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. Yes, así es, en español. Más tarde, en ese mismo día, Jesús salió de la casa y se sentó junto al lago. Pronto se reunieron una gran multitud alrededor de él, así que entró en una barca, se sentó allí y enseñó mientras la gente estaba de pie en la orilla. Seguimos leyendo. Um, ya yeah, era hasta nueve, ¿verdad? Let's go. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. 
Other seeds fell on a shallow soil with the underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on the fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Aleluya. Podemos leer eso en español. Contó muchas historias en forma de parábolas como la siguiente. Escuchen. Escuchen. Un agricultor salió a sembrar. A medida que esparcía la semilla por el campo, algunas cayeron sobre el camino y, las, y los pájaros vinieron y las comieron. Otras cayeron en tierra poco profunda, con rocas debajo de ellas. Las semillas germinaron con raíces porque la tierra era poco profunda. Pero pronto las plantas se marchitaron bajo el calor del sol y como no tenían raíces profundas, murieron. Otras semillas cayeron entre espinos, los cuales crecieron y ahogaron los brotes. Pero otras semillas cayeron en tierra fértil, diga conmigo fértil. fértil. Y produjeron una cosecha que fue 30, 60 y hasta 100 veces más numerosa de lo que se había sembrado. El que, te, el que tenga oídos... Para oír, que oiga y que escuche y entienda. Amén, aleluya. ¿Cuántos Amen. entendieron la escritura? Yo sé que estamos en inglés y en español. Pero... How many of you understood what we just read? I know we're um, doing uh, translating, but we're going to do our best to get both, both um, languages. Esta es una parábola que el Señor Jesús saliendo de una casa. This is a parable where Jesus was coming out of a house. Y cuando Él se... Miró una gran, solo miró una gran multitud, se tuvo que subir a una barca rápidamente. And then there was a big crowd, and they were coming towards Jesus. Una es porque él tenía que hacer un espacio. One was that he needed to make a way to get through. Y porque en ese mismo espíritu, él tenía que enseñarles algo que la gente necesitaba escuchar en ese momento. And he was always aware that he had to leave something, a word, a powerful word with the group that was there to hear him. Y les habló con la parábola del sembrador. And he spoke to him about the parable of the one who would grow crops. Y la semilla es referente a la palabra de Dios. And if we think about it, the seed, we can think about it as an analogy of the word of God. Y, y el que riega la semilla es figura del, del que comparte la palabra. And you would think that the person that needs to water the seed is the person who's actually teaching. Amén. Y, y hay, hay tres características que él enseña en esta parábola. And as you pay attention, there's actually three characteristics that you can walk away with in this word. Donde cayeron la semilla. Una dice que cayó a la orilla, en mi versión, que cayó a la orilla del camino. If you think about it, as he's throwing the seeds and he wants them to be in the ground, they landed in three different places. 
Una fue a la orilla del camino. One was at the side of the road. Una fue en área rocosa. The other one was in a place where there was a lot of rocks. Y otra donde cayó en lugares donde había muchos espinos. And the third one landed where there was a lot of, uh, you know, pine needles. Espinos, oh, yeah, espinos. Y otra en buena tierra. And the fourth one actually landed on good fertile soil. La tierra es figura de nuestro corazón. The analogy, and if you think about it, the fertile soil is our hearts. So, cayeron en diferentes corazones. So, if you really think about it and make the connection, each seed landed on a different type of heart. So, no eran diferentes semillas, era una sola semilla. It wasn't different seeds, it was the same seed in each heart that was planted. Pero diferentes corazones. But different types of hearts, different conditions of the heart. Diferentes tierras, por decirlo así, da igual. Y es algo bien, bien, bien característico porque es algo que vivimos hoy en día. And it's something very relatable because it's something that we see today in the present. Donde se predica mucho la palabra. Where we share the word of God and the gospel a lot. Pero la condición del hombre, la condición del hombre. But the condition of men and his heart. Es lo que determina el fruto al final cuando recibe la palabra. That will determine if the seed will grow eventually. Empecemos a, 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 a dividir las, las, las tierras. Let's go ahead and analyze, anal, an, excuse me, break analyze it down. the different types of soil or places that the seed was thrown. Or break it down. Or break it down. Vice versa. La primera es, son de los que, y incluso él lo explica adelante. And here he's going to go ahead and get into it and explain it a little bit further. Let's le, leamos esto para que para que podamos entender porque los discípulos le preguntan al Señor Jesús. Go with me in the verse where it gives a little more of an explanation because the disciples would ask Jesus. Porque ellos no entendieron qué significaba la parábola. Because the disciples didn't quite understand uh, the analogy that he was trying to explain. So Jesús tuvo que enseñarles. Si podemos ir en el mismo capítulo. So Jesus had to explain. If we can go to the same chapter. En Mateo 13. Del 18 al 23. The book of Matthew uh, 13 from 18 to 23, it reads like this. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell amongst the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly. The message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Leámoslo en español. Escuchen ahora la explicación de la parábola acerca del agricultor que salió a sembrar. La semilla que cayó en el camino representa a los que oyen el mensaje del reino y no lo entienden. Entonces viene el maligno y arrebata la semilla que fue sembrada en el corazón. 
Las semillas sobre la tierra rocosa representan a los que oyen la semilla y de inmediato lo reciben con alegría, pero como, pero como no tiene raíces profundas, no produce mucho, mucho fruto. En cuanto tienen problemas o son perseguidos por creer en la palabra de Dios, caen. Las semillas que cayeron entre los espinos representan a los que oyen la palabra de Dios, pero muy pronto el mensaje que queda desplazado por las preocupaciones de esta vida y el atractivo de las riquezas, así que no se produce ningún fruto. Las semillas que cayeron en la buena tierra representan a los que de verdad oyen, entienden la palabra de Dios y producen una cosecha del 30 al 60 y hasta del 100 veces más numerosa de la que se había sembrado. Aleluya, ¿cuántos estamos entendiendo esto? Amén. Quiero que, quiero que ustedes participen conmigo. Quiero que, quiero, ¿por qué no se da usted un fuerte aplauso por estar aquí escuchando la palabra? Got a, a, a clap offering for being here tonight. So, ahora ya entendemos, Señor Jesús le explica a sus discípulos. So, we are, here we see that Jesus is explaining to his disciples. No a toda la multitud, solamente a sus discípulos después. Not to the whole group, but he wanted to focus on just his disciples. Porque quería que ellos entendieran esto. They want, he wanted them to understand first what he was trying to explain. Entonces dividamos aquí los que cayeron a la orilla del, del, del camino. So as we see and we, the la seed that fell on the side of the road. Estos son los, dice, estos son los que oyen la palabra, los, por decir, los nuevos He identifies them as the group of new believers that receive the word of God. O aquellos que saben que hay una iglesia, pero, o hay un Dios, pero no se congregan. Or those that believe in God, but they don't really gather as often. Saben que existe, pero ellos no, no se congregan. Total. They do believe, but they don't make it a priority to gather. La semilla llegó en su corazón. The seed came to their heart. Pero no produjo, no produjo raíz. But it didn't produce any roots. So de lo contrario, de, de, de esa manera, ya no se congregan. So on the contrary, because of that, they don't gather as often because there's no roots. Los que cayeron en las rocas. The ones that fell on the rocks, the seeds that fell on the rocks. Esos representan a los que Dice que esos son los seres que representan a los que, se, a los que están cargados, a los que se tienen afanes en la vida. This represents of the group that uh, believe in God, but they have a lot of worries. They, they carry a lot of boulders. So cuando llega, cuando llega, en otra versión dice que cuando llega el sol, quema la raíz, la poca raíz que va saliendo, dice que la quema. Another version says that the sun Uh, because it's hot, it's actually burning off the roots. Y los que cayeron en los espinos, estos representan aquellos que están agobiados, cargados y dolidos. And the ones that fell in the thorns represents the group that are really heavy burdened and they're in pain and they're hurt. Por resumirlo, verdad. Y veremos pronto los que cayeron en un fruto. Entonces, me llama la atención los que cayeron en 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 área rocosa. What grabs my attention is the seeds that fell in the area where there was a lot of rocks. Dice en mi versión que cuando sale el sol quema la la plantita que apenas están haciendo. The, ver, the Bible version that he read uh, speaks about 
to see it, it's, it's, it's exposed, so the sunlight of the sun actually burns it before it could even produce. Entonces, si traemos eso y lo comparamos con el corazón, eso significa su temperamento de la persona. So we can actually um, make the connection of people's heart the way the condition it is. The seed goes into the heart, but because it's just on the surface, the, the light of the sun will eventually burn it out before they produces anything or any fruit. So dice que cuando medio sale el sol, las, el sol calienta las piedras y por lo consiguiente quema la raíz. So I'm sure you can picture it because it's not in the ground, it's on top of rocks. As soon as the sun comes up, the sunlight will burn the seed before it even gets a chance to produce any fruit. Eso significa que aquellos creyentes que cuando hay una situación, un enojo sale rápido. So the connection is some people, as the seed is put in their hearts, their heart is, is hard as a rock. And the retaliation is of the sun because it's hot. People are aggressive. People are hot. Maybe they're mad. <laughs> su, 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 su acción cambia rápidamente. Their actions uh, change right away because the condition of the heart. The seed is not really getting in there. Por lo que está alrededor, su condición de la persona, su forma de actuar cambia rápidamente. Because of what's going on around him, a hard place, that's the way how he responds, the individual. Muy abruscas, muy rudas. Very aggressive, very aggressive demeanor. Y a veces, y dice, bueno, cuando, cuando se baja el sol y se pone de noche, so está frío. You know? And even when the sun goes down and the moon comes up and the temperature drops, that means his heart is not even warm anymore. It's cold. So eso significa de que a veces el corazón de las personas son tan fuertes o se hacen tan hard pero a veces son tan frías no so, hay emociones so you get the difference right away one moment they're really hot and aggressive and then they're cold and distant por eso es que a veces dicen oh es que yo soy muy frío yo tengo that's un corazón muy frío that's what some people say hey that's just my attitude I'm just cold hearted o a veces dicen es que yo soy de un corazón muy, muy ardiente or some people may express I'm just from a heart that's just very aggressive pero es que eso es la condición del corazón But that's just the condition of the state of the heart that the person es is in. El Señor Jesús se so that's what Jesus was trying to explain in this parable. Y había un personaje en la Biblia que era Pedro. Por no hablar de otra persona, vamos a hablar de este personaje. I want to share a character in the Bible. His name is Peter. Peter. El Señor Jesús llama Pedro y su nombre mismo se refería piedra. Porque Pedro traducido en el hebreo era piedra. So Jesus called on Peter, and if you look up, the actual name means hard rock. Y eso es lo que el Señor Jesús quería hacer con él, cambiar ese corazón duro de piedra a un corazón de carne, que tuviera emociones, que fuera sensible. Jesus knew that Peter had a hard heart, that he didn't really show any sensitive to anything. So Jesus wanted to go ahead and transform his heart so he could be sensitive to his teachings. Y durante todo el tiempo que Pedro caminó con el Señor Jesús, pareciera que él no aprendió. The whole time, I think it was three years that Peter walked with Jesus, the whole time he never really changed. It seemed like he wasn't really learning anything. La primera era donde le dice algo, la primera es, él trata de advertir al Señor Jesús y le dice, no vayas a la cruz. 
In one occasion, Peter, his heart being so hard, he didn't understand the purpose of Jesus, and he even tried to get in Jesus' way so that the will wouldn't be done of going to the cross to die for our sins. Y el Señor Jesús le dice, Pedro, ¿qué haces? Y más bien Jesús vio detrás de Pedro le dice, te reprendo, Satanás. Jesus understood that Peter, with his hard heart, he couldn't understand the purpose that Jesus was going to have to do, the sacrifice. So he even rebuked him at a time. Por su condición de corazón. Because of the condition that his heart was in. Los que cayeron en espinos. The seeds that landed in thorns. Se representa a los que están dolidos. Represents that group of people that are finding themselves in a place of pain. Amargados. Bitter. Tristes. Sad. Y pudiéramos seguir. We can continue, right? Name we it. can keep going with the list. Just you get the idea. Pero estas espinos tiene un principio que son raíces. But this example with the thorns, it has, um, it does have roots. Empieza con raíces. Un espino es porque empieza con una raíz. If you see thorns, it's because there's a root taking place. Y y y esto da a entender bastante porque a veces lo que hay en el corazón a veces son raíces atadas. And it's reminding us that sometimes the thorns that are in our hearts or in people's hearts, they have roots. They've been there for quite some time. A veces son, son raíces pequeñas, a veces son raíces muy profundas. There might be some smaller uh, roots taking place, but there might be some thick ones that have been there for quite some time. Que han causado mucho dolor en el corazón de las that personas. That has caused a lot of pain in people's heart and lives. Y cuando viene la palabra, en lugar de recibirla con gozo, no pueden sentir ese gozo. So when the gospel is shared with them because of the hard uh, times and a lot of pain, they can't really receive the joy easily. Hay una escritura, ¿por qué no leemos Hebreos 12, 15? There's a scripture that I want to share with you to make a point. It's called, it's called in, it's found in Hebrews, Hebrews. Uh, 12, 15. 1215? Yes. 1215. 1215. 1215. Amen. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no one, that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So, las espinas, el principio es la raíz y puede puede contaminar aún a los que están alrededor tuyo. Así dice en español, cuídense unos a otros para que ninguno de ustedes deje de recibir la gracia de Dios. Tengan cuidado de que no brote ninguna raíz venenosa de amargura, la cual los trastorne a ustedes y envenene a muchos. Aleluya. ¿No, no parece, no siente que usted parece peligroso a veces hasta eso? Man, it sounds like, you know, you could find yourself in a really danger zone. Que una raíz de amargura puede separarte de, de la gracia de Dios. Even this small root that may be planted in your heart could really separate you from Jesus, from God. De eso hablaba Pedro, que tengamos cuidado de que una, que esto no nos separe de la gracia de Dios. So Peter here was warning us for us to be able to do an inventory of our hearts that you can't find any roots that will separate us from Jesus. Y contamine a otros. 
And not only that, but it'll be contagious and it'll start rotting other people's condition, their heart condition. Eso significa de que una persona amargada te puede dar un mal consejo, porque eso, de eso habla contaminar. So basically it's saying that a person who is found in this state that is of bitterness can actually give you a, a wrong advice and could really uh, be a dangerous uh, relationship. Porque una persona dolida, eso es lo que quiere sacar lo que tiene dentro. Because individuals who are in that condition and they're hurt and in pain, they're just trying to get that pain outside, out of them. Y, y cuando leí esa palabra, quiero ser lo más, <laughs> en español ya estuviera fluyendo, like, I'll be crazy. Pero eh, quiero ser lo más claro, I want, quiero ser lo más claro. As I was reading the word, I just want to be clear and leave you with this message. Y eso es lo que el Señor Jesús me decía, lo que el Espíritu Santo me decía. That's what the Holy Spirit was pouring into me to share with you tonight. Nosotros hay, hay momentos que podemos, si vamos a un jardín, podemos arrancar cosas fácil. We can go into a garden and we can easily just start picking up and pulling flowers. Pero hay otro tipo de raíz que es tan grande que es casi como cinco anchos de pulgada y su deep es casi como ocho pulgadas deep. But there are some plants or some bushes that they'll have a thick root and it'll be really deep and they'll be gr uh, really grounded that it won't be as easy to just pull out like a flower. Y esto me llevó cuando era niño en el jardín que tiene mi mamá al día de hoy y nos, ella nos mandaba a limpiar las flores. And this came to me because when I was young, my mother will send me out to the garden to pull out the weeds or clean up around the flowers. Estábamos todos nuestros hermanos y mi mamá decía, limpienme las rosas y... Agarránqueme las raíces. Yeah, all la my mar. brothers and sisters will participate as I we just clean up the area where the flowers were. Pero al otro lado de la fence, but at the other side of the fence, habían unas raíces tan grandes y tan altas. On the other side of the fence, there were some roots that plantas. were really grounded, some plants, and they were just showing, and you could see the thickness of them. Que estas literalmente si las quieres arrancar no salen con tu propia fuerza. So those, even though you would really put your back into it and try to pull it out, it was almost impossible or very difficult to pull out. Y, y en una temporada de siembra, antes de la siembra, en una temporada antes de la siembra. And in, in a time before the actual, actual plants started growing. Los dueños de ese terreno. The owners of that property. Ellos querían sembrar uh, maíz, corn. So the owners wanted to go ahead and use that, that uh, place or that area to go ahead and grow some corn. Pero ellos sabían y entendían que no podía arrancar estas raíces con sus propias manos. But they knew that there was already something in the soil and those were the thick roots that they knew that they weren't going to be able to pull them out easily. So ellos tenían que acudir a personas que tenían junta de huellas. So they would have to hire somebody that had the proper tools to really bring them out. So, alguien sabe que es una junta de güey que levante en español. Junta de güey, okay. Una junta de güey son dos bueyes atados a algo que los une con un pedazo de madera y con una cuña grande. A veces ponían hasta metal, un pedazo de hierro afilado en la punta. So it's two animals and they're two beasts and they have like a cross, a piece of wood, and they use them to really pull out these tough roots. You can't do them just a human being. You have to get these beasts to pull them out. Y los ataban y ellos empezaban a trazar líneas de una punta a otra punta. So you, I'm sure you're familiar, you've seen it, that they use these beasts, these beasts to go ahead and break the soil so there'd be a way to plant. 
Y yo me, de pequeño me ponía en la fence así y miraba cómo los señores hacían eso. Siempre fui curioso. As a little kid, I was very curious and I would watch how the men would uh, guide these beasts to do this process. Y algo me impactó de niño y todavía lo recuerdo de grande. And as a child, it was very, uh, something that impacted me and I still remember to this day. Era que cuando esta, el, el, la punta de la madera pasaba sobre, la, sobre las raíces, As I would uh, watch the piece of equipment at the tip that would actually break into the ground, se escuchaba el sonido que rompía esas raíces. It would make a loud noise of cracking that it would rip the roots that were so hung into the dirt. Y, lo, y los toros hasta no podían avanzar y hasta se movían juntos. And no even the two hacer. beasts that were big and strong, sometimes they would get stuck and you could tell that the beasts were having a difficult time trying to break through. Y, 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 el, y, el, y el señor... Uh, the person, the señor and the que person that was guiding the beast he would use a whip not to hurt them but to make them to keep going and put some more effort y la raíz salía entera desde and, abajo. and as he would do that you can see that the whole root will come and it would be a big chunk, a big piece coming out y a eso le tardaba, Señor, a veces hasta días, semanas, porque eran tan grandes y tantas raíces en ese terreno. Sometimes that job alone will take them not just one day, but days and even weeks to get that area cleared. Imagínate eso, bajo ese gran sol. Imagine under all that sun and all that heat trying to get the roots out. Él estaba preparando una tierra porque sabía que los dueños querían sembrar algo en esa tierra. The farmer was getting ready. He knew he had to clear all that ground because he wanted to uh, throw seeds and for them to really have the best chance of growing and producing. So then as he's pulling out these roots that are no good for the soil, he would get them on the side and he would actually burn them because they were no good. Porque tenía que desaparecer, no nomás juntarlas, ahí eran demasiadas. Think about this. He didn't just have to put them to the side. He needed to make them disappear, destroy them for good. Para el bien y sanar la tierra antes de sembrar la semilla. So he can prepare the soil and the soil will be rich and ready to receive that seed that was going to be there. Eso es lo que el Espíritu Santo hace en nosotros so cuando that's what the venga Holy la palabra. So that's what the Holy Spirit is trying to do to all of our hearts. He's trying to prepare so when the seed is thrown into, it will produce. Está en tierra fértil. So it could land on soil that is fertile, that your heart will be soft and welcoming. Ya no hay amargura en el corazón. There's no bitterness in the heart. Ya no hay un corazón duro. There's not a heart that is hard anymore. Aquel corazón frío, insensible. There's not a heart that is cold and unsensitive. Aquel corazón que, que ha perdonado. It's a heart now that has learned how to um, forgive. Porque donde cae una buena semilla, donde hay resentimiento, no puede florecer. Because if you think about it, if a seed is thrown in a heart where there's remorse, there's not going to produce any fruit. Puede caer, pero en cuanto salga, la espina lo vuelve a comer. Yeah, it'll probably land for a minute, but then because what's in there, it'll push it out. 
¿Qué significa eso? Que ya recibiste, viniste a esa iglesia, vas a tu casa y te recordaste lo que hizo tu hermano o alguien te hizo. What's the connection that I'm trying to make here? That individuals that are in that situation, they receive the word and the seed drops into their heart, but then they go home and they think about all the wrongdoings and what's going on and worries, and then the seed gets pushed out. Recordaste esa ofensa otra vez. You maybe were reminded of that individual that looked at you wrong or said something that wasn't very pleasing. Y, y no la olvides y, y recuerda más eso que la palabra que te fue impartida en la casa de Dios. And we go home and we remember about that instead of what the message was really given that night that was given that night in church. La sem, fue la semilla la equivocada o algo en el corazón. Was it really the seed that was wrong or was it something that was already there present? Porque yo no veo nada malo en la semilla. Because we don't see anything wrong with the seed. The seed is right. Porque dice la palabra es útil para enseñar, para corregir, para instruir. Are you guys making the connection? The seed is the word of God. It has the power to save, to transform, to rebuild. Hallelujah. I hope you're getting this because the Holy Spirit is moving in this place. Y sabes que yo le dije al Señor, arranca en mí cualquier raíz y cualquier piedra que esté en mi corazón. I asked the Lord, Lord, start with me, take out all those roots that are in my heart. Porque esas se pueden acumular durante el tiempo. Because those roots can actually accumulate with time, with seasons. Porque donde ya no se planta, otra vez los espinos vuelven a crecer. Because in an area where it's not cleared and you're not actively planting, those roots continue to gather and take up that space. So, ¿qué significa eso? Que nuestro corazón necesita estar en constante limpieza. So what am I trying to say? What is the word trying to tell us here? That we must have our hearts with constant uh, planting in the seeds daily if possible. Leamos esta escritura, la siguiente escritura. Let's go to the next verse. Efesios 4.31 Ephesians 4.31 reads, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behavior. Libérense de toda amargura, furia, enojo, palabras ásperas, calumnias y toda clase de mala conducta. Oh, wow. Fue una carta que Pablo dedicada para Efesios a una church, la iglesia de Éfeso. This was a letter that Paul wrote to the church of Ephesians. Pablo encargado de todas las iglesias escuchó algo literalmente de Efesios, que algo estaba sucediendo en Efesios. Paul was so connected with the church of Ephesians that he felt that he had to write a letter with the message. Él diría, algo se está contaminando, necesito escribir esto y el Espíritu Santo le dice, escribe esto y mándaselos. He got word that something wrong was happening in the church, young church of Ephesians. So he says, I have to go and send them a letter that will express the word of God and the conditions of the hearts. Y estoy seguro que esa palabra, esa carta enviada ahí a la iglesia hizo efecto. And I am positive that that card that was sent with that powerful message was received from the church and a change occurred. Aleluya. Cuando estaba leyendo la palabra, Dios me envió y me, me, me trajo a memoria al profeta Elías y el profeta Eliseo. As I was reading the scripture, God revealed to me and he shared the scripture of the prophet of Elias and Elijah. 
Elías, Dios le habla a través del Espíritu Santo, le dice, ve y busca a este hombre, ni, con, ni siquiera él no conocía su nombre, solo dice, ve a tal lado. So God instructed him to go and look for this man, specifically. Este, nom, este hombre se llamaba Eliseo. This uh, gentleman was called um, Eliseo. Elijah. Elijah. Thank you. Este hombre, si lo podemos ver, para que ustedes lo puedan leer en casa. This uh, name, Elijah, um, you can read about him at home as well. Está en Primera de Reyes 19, si no esté mal. It's in the book of 1 Kings. Este hombre estaba en un campo trabajando con junta de bueyes. Elijah was working in an open field with these beasts. Eran, dice que eran 12 juntas de bueyes. There was 12 uh, sets of beasts that was working out in the plow, in the plow field. Y, y él estaba encargada de la última. And he was in charge of the last pair. Esto representa un grupo de liderazgo. This represents a group of leaders. Los 12 apóstoles. The 12 disciples. Esos hombres estaban encargados de tener esta, ese terreno listo para sembrar. Wow, these 12 disciples had to have the fertile ground or prepare it for uh, the seeds that were going to be planted. Hallelujah. Estos hombres no estaban distraídos en, en competir. These 12 disciples are not looking at each other for competition. Ellos tenían una meta. They all shared the same goal. Era de tener esa tierra lista, preparada para la siembra y producir un fruto. Think about it. These 12 disciples had their own pair of beasts and they knew the mission. The goal was to get prepared this soil and for it to be fertile so the gospel could be sent. Y aquí es donde lo profético se aplica. And this is where the prophetic word is applicable to each of our lives. Porque les, porque donde hay una semilla y da fruto, because when there's a seed and it gives fruit, hay un manto profético que cae donde hay una tierra que está lista para recibirlo. There's an anointing that comes in that fertile ground that is powered and amplified by God's holy power and holy word. El profeta Elías se acerca con su manto a la tierra donde están, labra, donde están ladrando. The prophet Elias had a, like a jacket, a mantle. Y ellos ves ese, ese, ese fío y ese, todas las juntas de güeyes, todos trabajando. So he can see the 12 disciples and they're all working hard. They're preparing the soil. Al instante él siente que tiene que ir con el último hombre. At the moment he 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 gets sent by the Holy Spirit to go and speak to the twelve men. Eliseo, su nombre Elijah. Eliseo. No se acercó, no le preguntó su nombre. He didn't ask for his name. He just went towards the twelve. Solo one. se acerca y le pone el manto. He comes over him and he hands he puts the mantle over him. Y le dice, sígueme. And he says, follow me. Estaba trabajando. He was working. Tenía su corazón listo. He had his heart uh, ready. Y estaba trabajando en equipo. And he was working in a team. So no estaba distraído en otras cosas. So ese terreno representa a un liderazgo, a una iglesia donde se trabaja todo en equipo. So I hope so, you're getting this. As you're visualizing this team, everybody has a goal, everybody's focus. No había raíces en ese, no había raíces, no había There wasn't any roots with no había thorns. piedras en el camino. There wasn't any rocks or hard places in this, in this so, area. El manto profético cae exacto. They're all working as a team and the mantle falls where they were preparing, so, they were active. No le pidamos a Dios, Dios dame un manto profético cuando no hemos ni siquiera examinado nuestro corazón. So let's not ask for God to send a double portion or his mantle if we're not working and, and working as a team. 
el, the soil. el manto profético solito te va a buscar y se te va a caer you don't even have to ask for it when you're active when you're working in a team with the same purpose and you're preparing ground the mantle and the anointings will follow you will come and find you para dar fruto so it'll sprout fruit ¿Por qué no leemos así rápido si tenemos si está en la pantalla Salmos 1 Salmos Salmos 1:3 Let's go to the book of Psalms 1:3 it reads They are like trees planted along the river bank bearing fruit each season their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do Hay siempre fruto en todo en, en, hay siempre fruto y uh, hay una parte donde dice y su hoja nunca cae so siempre vas a estar sostenido con la presencia de Dios the analogy is when you find yourself in this position and you've been preparing you're like a tree that is next to the river and you're always giving fruit you're always ready and your leaves never dry dice son como árboles plantados a la orilla de un río que siempre dan fruto en su tiempo sus hojas nunca se marchitan y prosperan en todo lo que hacen. Every season they're giving fruit and everything they do it prospers. A mí me encantaría que todo lo que hiciera todo prosperara. I would love that everything that I do would prosper. En mi trabajo, con tus amigos, with my friends, aquí en la iglesia, here with my new season family. En todos lados todo lo que hagas será prosperado. And everywhere we wish that everything could prosper. Este salmo lo escribe David. This Psalms was written by David. Y no creas que estaba ya en Yosemite cuando escribió el esto. And don't think he was just vacationing up north. En esos lugares en la antigüedad era puro desierto todo. In those times it was just desert, scorching hot. Y a lo lejos se podía observar donde realmente había un río. And to the uh, furthest part, you could see that there was a, a river, there was water. ¿Por qué? Porque todos los árboles rodeaban al río, todo donde, hasta donde iba. And you know there was a river there because you can see that there was green trees along the river. Y eso es lo que representa este, este Salmo. Dice, son como árboles plantados a la orilla de un río. And that's what the, the verse is expressing, the analogy of that's how they are. Like these trees next to a river, they're getting, uh, they're producing fruit because of the water so close by. So, eso somos nosotros. Estamos cerca del, de la presencia, del río de la presencia. So that should be us, that should be you, that should be me. Be close to the presence of God, that's the river. Siempre darás fruto a tu tiempo. You would always give fruit at your season, at your time. Y tu hoja nunca se marchitará. And our leaves will never wither. They will never dry. Tu hoja es, es, es tu alma, tu condición, tu, tu gozo. The, the leaves is your soul, is your condition, is your joy. Y prosperarás en todo lo que hagas. And the promise is that you will prosper in everything that you do. El Señor Jesús dijo, yo soy la vid. The, the word of God says that I am the vine. Y, 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 ustedes son, y, y, y ustedes son mis frutos. And you guys are the branches, the fruit. Todo aquel que esté cerca de mí dará fruto. Everybody that's connected to the vine, which is God, will give fruit, grapes. Fuera de mí, sin, sin mí, sin mí, nada podéis hacer. If you're not connected to the vine, you will not get the nutrition. Pero si tú estás conectado para, para facilitarnos, si tú estás conectado a mí, por no darás fruto. 
But if you're connected to the vine, which is God, you will give fruit at every season. ¿Por qué no nos ponemos de pie? ¿Por qué no nos ponemos I invite de pie? you to take a, to, to stand up. Si en esta, en esta noche tú sientes que hay, hay algo en tu corazón que está estorbando. Tonight as we've been sharing the message and I pray uh, if it's you that's listening and has heard the message of God. Que no está permitiendo dar el fruto que Dios quiere. And maybe you're in a condition that uh, the, the seed is planted but it's not giving fruit the way you would like it to. Si tú sientes que hay resentimiento o algún tipo de amargura en tu corazón. Maybe there's resentment, maybe there's some sort of bitterness there. O si tú sientes que tu corazón todavía está duro y no se ha quebrantado. Or maybe you're in a position where your heart is still hard and it hasn't healed from something. Dios, Dios quiere limpiarlo en esta noche. Dios quiere hacer una limpieza en God nuestro corazón en esta noche. He wants to change the condition of your heart. Porque Dios, Dios quiere, Dios, sabes que Dios quiere fruto en nosotros. Ya no quiere más trabajo. He wants, Él quiere fruto en nosotros. Because God is asking us to bear fruit, not just for us to labor and do work here. Y sabes, el altar está abierto. Si tú sientes, no sientas pena, aquí nadie te va a juzgar. Si tú sientes deseo de pasar, decirle Señor, 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 arranque mi corazón esto que no me deja avanzar. The prayer is, Lord, take these roots with thorns that are in my Heart. Lord, some of these roots are really thick that I can't do this on my own, but you can pull them out. The altar is open. Everybody come here. The heart is healed when you step forward. Hallelujah. 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 Right there lift up your hands and ask God to hear the condition of your heart. David dijo, Señor, crea en mí un corazón limpio. Lord, I want my heart to be clean and fertile. Señor, crea en mí un corazón limpio. Lord, change and transform my heart crea into a clean. Crea en mí un corazón limpio y puro, Dios. And a pure heart.